Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Holly Randall Unfiltered, your favorite new podcast. My next guest is a very, very famous porn star. Her name is Nicole Aniston. You may have heard of her. I actually had the privilege of shooting her second scene ever, and I helped her come up with her porn name. So I've known this girl for a long time, and she is a fabulous, fabulous girl. She's not only incredibly beautiful and a great performer, but she's very funny, she's very passionate, and she's very smart. So Get to know Nicole Aniston a little bit better next on Holly Randall Unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon or good morning, uh, depending on what time of day it is for you. I am Holly Randall, and this is my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. And today I am really excited to have a fantastic guest on. Um, you probably know her because everybody knows motherfucking Nicole Aniston. Oh my God, God don't build up my name. <laughs> build up. You need a drum roll too. Nicole Aniston. Nerve-wracking. I haven't turned red. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm great. We need to talk about how brave Nicole is on, on so many fronts, but specifically on her way here, she um, braved a porta potty because um, she had a very long drive to get up here. Oh, I had to go so and and were you was it like on a construction site? It was. It was on a construction site. There's a. Uh, oops, sorry, I'm gonna go forward. Um, there's a, a building right down on Harvard that they're mm-hmm. like totally redoing. So there's like six porta potties back to back, and I'm like, I gotta go. I I can't like I have no cups in my truck to pee in because I'll pull that move if I have to. I'll like because I'm little enough to fit in the back seat and pee in a cup. If I, I was have gonna to. say like how, you don't have a dick. How does that work? I don't have a dick, but I have really good aim after testing for so many years. <laughs> so. <laughs> Really get it in there pretty easily without a drop spilling. Wow, that's amazing. I just didn't have anything to, I didn't have a pot to piss in, literally. <laughs> so I went to this porta potty and I walked in and was immediately stunned at all the things I saw, but I went and. It, it's truly like one of the grossest places that you can, can really, ever go in. It is. Do you yeah. remember that show, Jackass? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I loved that. Okay, show. So, so I hated that show. Right? It just <gasps> really. I, yeah, I just don't like that kind of like physical comedy. Is not. It's pretty gross. Is not my thing. But I remember the one thing that they did that haunts me to this day, and I think about it every time I go in a porta potty. And it's one of the reasons that I'm terrified to go in, is that they put one of the guys in a porta potty and then they turned it upside down. Mm. They like flung it in the air and like tipped it. I think I remember that. And I, I just never got over that. You're like swaying it from a, a crane or something? Yes, yeah. yes. That was... No. Oh, and it was the, a used one for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like the <clears throat> whole point. And they had like the camera inside. And mm. I mean... That's pretty rough. I, I feel like you could get so many... You could get like pink eye for the rest of your life from that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's holes all over your face. <laughs> I mean, that stuff can bacteria can get into. Yeah. I mean, this, if it's going to get in, you have to close your eyes. Don't scream when it's happening. Yeah. Stuff's just going to go in if you're screaming. Yeah. And what about your nostrils? It's going to go in. It's the gonna. force of that yeah. thing swinging around. You may as well be, just snort a line of poop. You might as well just do a poop line. Oh, my God. 
How do I always end up talking about poop on the show? Didn't we just say before we started, like, we're not going to get into excrement. (laughs) The first thing we start talking about, like, like, hey, Nicole, how was your experience in the porta potty? (sighs) So rigorous. You look beautiful. Thank you. I, I love your. I like your shirt. So Thank Nicole's you. shirt says "Buns and Guns Vegan." Yes. Is that a restaurant? Uh, no, it should be a restaurant. It'd probably be pretty successful. Uh, it's um, a company friend. Um, Eye Apparel. Oh, okay. Sent this to me. Okay. Um, I've kind of become kind of acquaintances with them, and they've got some really cool gear, and they've been kind enough to send me some really cool shirts. So this is probably one of my favorite little crop tops that I wear all the time. I love it. With your with your blacked leggings, <laughs> my blacked leggings, <laughs> black dot com. <laughs> Luckily, not not everyone knows. It's not all, you know, like it's not like wearing, you know, porn all over it. It just says blacked, so some people don't quite know what it is. Do you ever get somebody who like kind of gives you the eye who does know who it is, and 100%. they're just like, yeah, I know I who the, I know what that is, but I'm too embarrassed to admit. Um, that I know what it is, because yeah. then I would have to admit that I know who you are. And, and then we have to have a talk about it. Yeah. yeah, and then I have to admit that I watch porn, and yeah. no one wants to admit that. Not everybody does, no. no. I had one guy last week come up at the gym that was kind of unique situation, but... Um, Ooh, tell us about that. He was. He came up, and I'm doing something with cables, and he comes up. He's got this look on his face, and you could just... He's just like, he's super to confused. He's dying to answer. He's like, oh, my God. And he gets so nervous. And I take off my headphones. And I'm like, "What? What is it?" Because I can see in your face something's. Are you? Is your name Nicole? Like, yeah. And he's just completely silent. I'm like, "Do you have any other further like follow up questions?" <laughs> yeah. Is your last name Aniston? I know. Like, <laughs> anything else? Is that the end? Is there a fire or something? <laughs> he's he's like, "Oh, okay. I just I wasn't sure if it was you, and I just was, wanted to ask you if it was you." And then I wanted to tell you that you're doing that exercise wrong. And then, and then he, and then he, because <laughs> isn't that what quickly, people always do at the gym? They're like, "Hey, you're doing that exercise no, wrong." Let no, me show you. no one says anything because then I will quickly reference bodybuilding.com if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nobody ever really like bugs me on form and stuff. They just have like stupid questions, like, "Hey, you going to compete? <laughs> I'm looking pretty hot." Like. Now, you are actually thinking about competing, right? I, I'm off and on with it. Yeah, so I've been kind of. Um, Working on uh, leaning out a little bit and just to see how my body does. Mm -hmm. I've never, I don't have any expertise with competing, Mm -hmm. and I don't have a coach, and I don't, I don't have a trainer. So, kind of just balancing out, seeing what I do. So, I decided to water load for a couple days and see what happens. So, no, what does that mean exactly? Just drinking a ton of water. Okay, basically. And I've noticed the other day when I did it, the next day I was so lean. So I kind of want to see how I can tolerate it. And I don't want to, like, jump into a competition with a coach uh-huh. and have them surprise me with all these tactics that my body can't handle and then I'm suffering and I'm unhappy. Right. Because I'm not competitive to begin with. Right. And I like the idea of pushing my body and seeing how far I can go, but I'm not competitive. So right. I want to make it as enjoyable and easy as experience as possible if I would do, if I end up doing it. Right. Now, when people do uh, bodybuilding competitions and stuff like that, don't they normally not drink water the day of or the day before or something like that? Yeah. Because they want, you know, to show as much muscle tone as they can? Yeah. Usually they'll water load because uh, that kind of triggers the body to like, excrete a bunch of water. Okay. And I don't know the exact technical Definition, I just know it is water loading because of my ex would water load when uh-huh. he would get ready for a fight to okay. like weigh ins and stuff. Uh-huh. That's the only familiarity that I have to it. Okay, so you water load before to, so you drink a ton of water 
And then you don't drink water and then you for don't. a period of time. Mm-hmm. So okay. You, so you cut water. Right. So you water load and then you cut water. And then I guess your body just, just piss it out. Your body's like, all right, everybody out. There's too much in here. And then you just stop drinking water and you lean out real good. Do you not, don't you get thirsty? I wouldn't, yeah. I can't drink water for more than like five minutes. I start freaking out. So that's why I figured I'd start now. Yeah. And water load and then cut and just kind of see how my body does. Right. But if it's, I mean, I have no pressure to compete. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I have my, um, my fitness nutrition certification through NASM now. Okay. So I kind of want to start working towards more fitness-oriented um, goals and stuff, but I don't know if I'm ever going to compete. Yeah. I just don't – I, th- I don't know that I would get as much fulfillment out of it, and yeah. I'm not competitive. Right, right, right. So, But it would be fun to put a little effort into and see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, it's always it's always cool to try something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be cool. So tell me what got you kind of started on this whole fitness routine, because I feel like I, I know that I shot you before you got – super fit. And I think before you even went vegan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I remember you telling me that you kind of were just one day, you were just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm tired of like worrying about, I don't know, do I look fat in this picture or am I this or am I that? And I just want to just go for it and just yeah. work out every day. And just, so what, I mean, what got, cause I basically, I want to get to that place. I want to <laughs> like suddenly have this epiphany and be like, I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to eat really, really well. And yeah. I, I just, but I can't like get to that point cause I'm just a pig and I'm kind of lazy. So. <laughs> shut it. I swear to God, shut it. You're amazing. Um, so what, yeah. What, how did that come about? It kind of started with, I'm just, I need to work out to look good on camera and, and oh, whatever. But then when I went vegan, it totally changed. Yeah. And I felt amazing like regardless of any other factor that people would say yay or nay for I felt amazing yeah every single day I had so much energy um that's what I want I feel like I'm in a constant quest to have a ton of energy I was constantly because there's so much stuff that's I know and there's so much stuff I want to get done oh my god I have one in my bag I swear I could not go a day without a cup of coffee oh yeah forget it I just I had to have constant fuel of caffeine just to stay like alert and motivated and And even then it's not enough like I can still have five cups of coffee and take a nap nap during the day take a two-hour nap yeah I was finding myself just suffering through the days that I got any less than like eight to ten hours of sleep which is kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. no one gets eight to ten hours sometimes no with our schedules you know how it is i can't remember the last time i got that much sleep it's bananas yeah so i just found that when after i went plant-based i felt so good from the time i got up out of bed to the time i went to bed and i was sleeping better and everything else just started to fall into place so when i was going to the gym i was finding myself like at the two-hour mark not tired Mm-hmm. And having so much energy and being out of my BCAAs and completely off my pre-workout, it had been through my system and not already, and I still wanted to keep going. Yeah. So, um, and now I'm I'm like uh, almost 80% raw mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. and that has been a whole other level. Wow. I did not, I've, I didn't think for the first time since I was probably 16 or 17, I haven't taken pre-workout before workout session. I remember, okay, so when we were in Costa Rica, I remember you were taking pre-workout. Yeah, I would take it and, and get you, up and do my routine. Yeah, and you told me about it and you're like, now be careful because you're going to feel like you're on crack. And yes. I think I still have a bottle of it, but it's I, crazy. I, I couldn't take it. Yeah, it totally cracked me out. It really is. It's only been a few months since I've been off of it mm-hmm. and it's changed my entire workout. Really? It's changed my skin. It's been really interesting. But I've cut caffeine. Like I just, one cup of coffee is more than enough. Like I can get a tall 
at Starbucks or something. God right. forbid I go to Starbucks, but yeah. or, a, or a small, and that's good for the day. If yeah. I have coffee after four o'clock, I'm not going to bed. Yeah. Which I was doing like two scoops of C4. I was on everything from Oxylate Pro to Redline to, I mean, I've tried them all. Wow. And my body was just like meh after a few months. Yeah. And um, something with going raw all of a sudden, I went raw a few months ago, or primarily raw, and now I just have an insane amount of energy all day. Is your food prep significantly longer? Far less. Really? Yeah. So, okay, so give me an example of like what you eat. Like I'll do in the morning, I'll do a big sheet of wax paper. Mm -hmm. I love that's like my favorite Mm -hmm. because the cutting board, you you have to wash it. Yeah. This compostable wax paper full of um, cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, grapes, uh, an apple with peanut butter. Mm -hmm. I'll do like, um, if I do anything not raw, it's, like cooked quinoa rice, mm-hmm. um, like gluten-free waffle, peanut butter and fruit, chia and hemp seeds in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'll do a big raw smoothie, mm-hmm. um, tons of raw nuts and seeds, mm-hmm. like uh, saja inchi and pumpkin seeds, sunflower, uh, golden raisins. I'll do big giant salads with like beets and uh, lentils and sp- every kind of sprout you can imagine. And I'm just, I'm never hungry and I'm never full, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. And throughout the day, it's so easy to eat raw because you just, Put a carrot in your bag. Yeah. And there you go. And I'll do protein bars as well. Yeah. But even my protein shakes and everything else is like a, a raw yeah. base as well. I, you know, I, I love it like because when you come to set, because, you know, I obviously I shoot all kinds of people and, you know, certain girls have very specific diets. But, yeah. you know, especially in this business where, you know, we don't have money for catering and that kind of thing. You know, when a girl will have a very specific diet and then she'll show up and she'll be like, well, I need this. And I'm like, well, I can't get you that. But you would always come prepared with your own stuff. And it's so funny because you're so cute. You'd be so happy about like eating carrots. Like there'd be a thing of carrots and you'd just be eating carrots. And you're so excited to be eating carrots. And you're like, I love carrots. Oh, this is the best thing ever. And I'm just looking at you going, how can you be so excited about eating carrots? Like it's fucking carrots. I used to think, oh, it's a fucking carrot or it's a tomato like I'll cut up a tomato now and I'm like fucking tomato and it's like <laughs> tomato and raw onion oh my god I'd like put some seeds on there or something I, I think um it's changed my taste and what I appreciate more yeah and I bet your palate's changed my entire palate is completely different I can't do sweets and salt like I used to mm-hmm. I don't drink I haven't I don't drink anymore it's yeah. been like two and a half years I just mm-hmm. don't have the taste for it yeah it, does. it changes your palate for sure yeah 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 but in a good way. Yeah. It's like now I eat a carrot. I'm like, fuck, this doesn't need anything. <laughs> it's really satisfying. You get a lot more like meal satisfaction. Yeah. Because even like the not so good stuff is like, this is incredible. <laughs> God, how, I, oh, I so want to be there. So how did you get like, did, okay, did you start vegetarian and then you went vegan? I was it a slow so- process or you were just like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm not having any meat or dairy. I was, uh, was kind of fighting like all these different trial and error type things for these weird symptoms I was having for like two years mm-hmm. that just every doctor specialist I went to was like, I don't know what to tell you. You got a high white blood cell count. You're probably going to need to see an oncologist. Um, so I was kind of hunting with food allergies and doing my own at-home research just to see if there's something I can get out of the way myself that I may be allergic to or that. So how did this manifest itself in you? Because I don't even know what a high white blood cell count means. I didn't really either. Um, and I still kind of have a lot of I don't know. I really don't know a whole lot. That's all I was told for two years. And mm-hmm. I've, you know, everything from swollen lymph nodes to the blood panel being insane and uh, massive headaches and insomnia. Um, 
um, what's the um, poly menorah mm-hmm. for several years <clears throat> and just repeated just bizarre infections and stuff. And I just, we couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. My primary care had no clue. And I, you can't just keep going on antibiotics. Yeah. You can't go to the doctor and they're like, well, here's another round. It just yeah. doesn't work. If your yeah. body isn't healing itself, it's not working. Right. Um, so I was looking at all these, you know, websites and I tried going pescatarian and, um, but still with dairy. Mm-hmm. And three months after I went completely vegan, my blood panel was normal for the wow. first time in two years. Yeah. And that to me really spoke volumes. And, um, it was 100% the dairy. I never got a real insight on what happened or what was going on, but I know that I felt better and my symptoms just went away. Every week I got healthier and healthier and felt better. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so funny because I, I know, like, I know that dairy is not good for you. I mean, we're the only animals that have milk after, you know, the age of two yeah, or whatever, whatever babies, are, I don't have children, so I don't know, it's whenever really, babies are weaned. Yeah. Well, we, we, we get weaned from our, our, our mother's breast milk right. and then we stop producing the enzymes necessary to digest dairy, to digest right. that. But we still keep pumping it into our system and... You know, for me, like, I, I definitely have a bit of a dairy allergy, like pretty much everybody does. Yeah. But I'll still eat, like, a whole charcuterie plate and just, like, be in so much pain for the rest of the night. Yeah. Because I love cheese so much. Well, that's why they – that's funny. They, they do tell you that you have an allergy. They tell you that you're allergic to it and you, you need a pill or a yeah. supplement to, yeah. quote, beat what you're up against. And right. that's not what it is. It's yeah. just we aren't supposed to eat those things. Yeah. It's like if there was a – this is like probably unfair, unfair in comparison, but if there was a toxic beetle mm-hmm. that was roaming around, but it tasted amazing, mm-hmm. but it was toxic and it made your eyebrows fall out, <laughs> you know. And the, but the government sold massive amounts of these beetles, and they tasted unbelievably good, and they were yeah. so addictive, and they were on everything. It's like, would you risk having your eyebrows fall out? To eat this beetle, well, I just gotta get an eyebrow pencil. You just get the eyebrow pencil. Yeah, you just get the tattooed on. It's like and your eyebrows fine. are just your eyebrows, but it's like people don't. You know, yeah. When you're eating cow's milk and stuff, they don't they don't tell you that you're gonna develop, you know, as a man, gynecomastia, and they don't mm-hmm. tell you you're gonna get quote male pattern baldness. And they're gonna blame it on genetics. Yeah, they don't tell women you're gonna get fibroid issues and and um girl issues. Yeah. Repeatedly for years. Yeah. They don't tell you that it's going to affect your reproductive system and they don't tell you any of that. Yeah. They're just like, well, we're selling a lot of product, so we got to keep it tasty. Yeah. And cuz it doesn't taste like that when it comes out of the cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's it's you know, the food the food issue, especially in this country. Yeah. You know, we put so much um we put so many hormones and we put so many chemicals and so many so many things in our meat and our dairy that, you know, chemicals that are um, uh, not allowed in other countries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when my ex when my ex moved here um, from England, he couldn't believe how long chicken lasted in the fridge. It's it scary. freaked him out. <clears throat> yeah. He was like, this should have gone, you know, it should only last a couple of days. This should have gone bad last week, but it's like, says it's still good for another, you know, three, four days. And it's because and it, we put so much, so many preservatives, so much mm-hmm. shit in there. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. more cost-effective to keep it on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. Longer. Exactly. But the thing is that there's so many chickens being slaughtered is that yes. they're like, well, you know, even though more people are going plant-based and more people are going, you know, even just fish only, mm-hmm. there's still so many chickens 
being born, they're being slaughtered because they're being born, because they're being raised, because of the, you know, five years ago there was a massive demand for chicken. Yeah. So it's going to take a while Yeah. for all of the, you know, everything goes hand in hand. Right. But it's just not, it's not good for us. I yeah. Think we, there's the whole evolutionary argument and all the, you know, omnivores that are very pro animal product and stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, that will make every argument possible, mm-hmm. you know, that they can fabricate in their mind that they've been programmed to think is true and best for everyone. And right. now the science is coming out and the studies are coming out and people are proving on social media and through podcasts and through all these different outlets that it's possible to live a very healthy, productive, fit life without animal products. I guess it's just really like a, a personal thing. I mean, in the end, like for you, you know, you went vegan and you feel better than you ever have in your entire life. So through your own personal experience, that's, you know, yeah. that that works for you and it's not really anybody's place to to tell you how you should or shouldn't eat. Though Definitely I do have not. one big question for you. Yeah. Where do you get your protein from? Oh, <laughs> God. I know that's like your least favorite question. <sighs> the age old thing. And you know what? It's usually a man who asks me and he's usually smaller than me. And he's hoping he's hoping maybe that you say, oh, I'll be from the cum from your penis, of like, course. The fuck? They're like, and I love that this is the best one. I was just laughing about this last week. They're like, you can't suck dick and be vegan. <laughs> Oh my God, really? So what I, my response was, I'm not raising millions of men every year to slaughter them and put them in a meal after I suck their dick. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. <laughs> all the, all the omnivores who ask me where I get my protein from are going to get slaughtered and put into a salad <laughs> after I suck their dick. They won't be alive for that though. Oh, I was going to say, at least they go out on a high note. No, they don't get that. No, they don't. They're out. I missed it. <laughs> Lost their chance. They were dicks. Speaking of, you know, I um, remember our fantastic idea to start RateMyDick.com. Yeah, where the heck did that go? You know what? I think somebody else started a website. Someone else. I saw somewhere. Let me see if I can find it. Somewhere someone else was doing a Rate My Dick thing, and I was very upset. I was like, that is me and Nicole's idea. How dare you steal our idea that we never materialized or ended up talking to anybody about. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, someone was doing it, and I was very upset about it. What the fuck? I know, like right? Like a well-known website? Um, okay, there's, well, here we are. There's there's a Reddit, subreddit, called Rate My Dick. Oh, my yuck. And <laughs> there's also um, CoxRateMePlease.com, but it looks like um, that one's not working. Uh, rate My Penis Archives, Rate My Cock Pick. Why are they so excited about, not you guys. RateMyDick.net. Why are they so excited about comparing them? You know, it's it's just the age-old thing. Like, God, that's the size one each other thing up? that I question I get from guys almost all the time is, you know, and even like male friends of mine, you know, because they know I yeah. work in the industry. They're like, hey, I have a question for you. Like, what's a good, like, dick size? Or like, do you think, oh. like, can I show you my dick? And will you tell me oh. if it's big enough? And I'm like, <laughs> really? But it's just so funny. I mean, so... So many men build their self confidence and 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 their self worth and and you know their prowess in the bedroom around the size of their dick and I, I guess I guess it's a big thing because you know it's supposed to be a benchmark of one's masculinity and I can I guess I can see why men would get so insecure about that but it just like that's that's really true I guess it is a benchmark but it, even still it's like no matter what you say 
it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, they have access to the internet. They've seen right. pictures of other dicks. Yeah. They have, there's no way most of these men who are inquiring about this measurement or opinion of a woman have not ever gone on the internet, seen another dick, and been like, mine's not that big. Yeah. So it's like, you know where you stand. Yeah. Like, I know that my vagina is what it looks like, and I'm not going to be like, hey, uh, would Which you is rate really, this vagina? Actually, like, your vagina is really nice, though, by the way. I'm <laughs> going to say, like, seriously, I've clearly seen a lot of it. Oh, and it, like, gosh. it's very, like, it has, like, no big lips. It's very, like, it's just, it's very, it's very nice. Thank you. And we all have what we have. Yeah. But I know that I'm not going to, like, I don't compare my vagina to other vaginas. Yeah. We have vaginas, and... They just look the way they look. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a guy who has a big giant dick and it's going to be terrible in bed. Yeah. But, and then the average guy's going to be good or the smallest guy's going to be good or vice How, versa. Yeah. I mean, what's your opinion then on, on penis size? Is it that significant to you? I like average. Yeah. I do too. I really, I don't like big heat. I don't yeah. prefer. Yeah. Um, it's too hard to do a lot of cool positions and I agree. Like, really have fun with it because yeah. you're just like, ah. Yeah, like, ah, this is okay, I guess. You know, you're kind of just wincing. Yeah. Well, no, like an average one, the best sex of my life was average. Yeah, yeah same. I, I really feel like, you know, I, I can't deep throat a huge cock, and that, that makes me sad because I, I, I like to do that. Do That's a lot of fun. Um, you like to do that? Yeah. I can't, I can't. It's like a challenge for me. Some days I'm, I'm better at it than others. Yeah. Like some days I don't know why, like it's hard for me to get it all the way down and maybe it's I'm just not in that zone or whatever it is. And then other days it's like no problem. It, it has to do how to, um, I think, how much I like the guy and like how turned on I am. I got you. Yeah. I can't do it at all. No? Even if I like him. Yeah. Even if he's like. Because it, it just hits that wall and you just can't open just, it, huh? I'm a barfer. <laughs> 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 I just am a barfer. Like, if I brush my teeth too aggressively, I'm like, in the sink. <laughs> I've tried on set. I tried because they were like, I don't, I don't remember what company it was, but they're like, try to, um, this isn't about cum in your mouth. They're like, um, try to take cum in your mouth. And so I like tried and then I dodged it the last second, but it got my face. So I was like, good. I was like, okay, it didn't look like I dodged it. Yeah. This was like years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other girl I was working with had a ton of cum in her mouth and she's like kissing me afterward. Ugh. I puked instantly. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Like as soon as the scene was over. Oh puked wow. All over the floor. Yeah, you know, I can't oh, do gross. like the girls who like gargle it and then like spit it out and then like spit and then like swap it between each other and then like or like lick it up off the floor. <laughs> like <laughs> that's like I mean honestly like once it comes out of the dick like a couple seconds later. Yeah. It's like the five second rule applies to food. Like the same thing applies to cum. I agree. It's just like it's it's gross. The viscosity changes, I swear to God. Yeah. What is that? And then when it gets cold, Blech. it's the worst. It's like runny jello. Kind of. <laughs> well, I just want to like flick it off like a booger. <laughs> not that it's gross. No, cum's not like that gross. It's just like after a little bit, it's like, okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. get it out of here and get it into the washer or trash can. Or yeah, something. exactly. It needs to like go right in or it's just like once it hangs out Put it for back. a little bit. Suck it back up in there. I don't know. <laughs> they need that now. They need like a removal device. Yeah. A special cum sucker. Yeah. Or like a wipe or something or a spray, like a mini pack-and-go spray. And it would just like dissolve? Yeah, it would dissolve like a stain on a carpet. Like, you know how you spray like a tomato juice <laughs> Like a stain. foaming rug like, It cleaner. would like foam and then it would like, <laughs> and it was gone and then gone. That would be amazing. There's that would be no, great for a set because no there's a lot of cum that I got to clean up sometimes after a shoot. 
And on all kinds of weird-ass surfaces, too. Yeah. Plus, the houses we're at sometimes have really nice surface stuff oh, and God. leather couches and yeah. vases and walls and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually they're not hitting the vases unless they got, like, some crazy like, pew, aim. Pew, pew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the worst, actually, when you have, like, a porous surface. Like, that's why, you know, almost any porn house you've got to have all like leather furniture because yeah. otherwise it doesn't clean up properly and you end up getting like these stained couches and it's just mm. like the fucking worst you ever taken like a black light to a porn set i haven't but there was one couch i shot in vegas a couple of years ago that was just so bad it was like well, who died on this couch plus it was so many people's dreams is i know right <laughs> plus it was so like shitty and sunken in that you're just like you're trying to fuck on it yeah. and like the cushions like Getting sucked back into the back of the couch. It's like, yeah. are these two things together? Because yeah. the cushion's just down in there. Yeah. It was weird. Have you ever been asked to, like, fuck on something that was just so disgusting you just weren't going to go there? That couch was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. But no. For the most really. part, you're a trooper. For the most part, I'm just like, whatever. I'm going to shower afterward anyway. Yeah. And I've never, I mean, knock on wood, I've never had, like, any weird rashes or anything yeah. from set or yeah. – Allergic reactions or anything like that. I feel like you're more likely to get that at the gym anyways. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of gross people. And for the most part, the talent I've always worked with have been clean. Yeah. They're real hygienic. Yeah. You have a pretty specific um, list of people you'll work with, right? Yeah, for male talent, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, ugh. (laughs) (sighs) It's just, it's. I mean, that's your, it's only one day, it's only one scene. Mm -hmm. But, um... I I haven't shot a ton lately. Mm-hmm. I've been working on other stuff. And now when I go to set, I kind of want to just have a really good time and mm-hmm. have a pleasant day and mm-hmm. have, you know, work with someone who has a nice demeanor and mm-hmm. isn't a dick and doesn't have, you know, like a time restraint and worrying about little petty things on set. Yeah. It just kind of like makes everybody, puts everybody on edge. Yeah. And it's just nice to be there with someone who's just, who's not going to be a crybaby or a diva. Yeah. For a male talent. Yeah, sometimes the guys are bigger, like, babies than the girls are. Sometimes they're, yeah, kind of whiny. And yeah. I just don't, I don't have the patience for that during yeah. the day. Because yeah. it's so much easier. Because I love the sets that I work on. Every right. company I work with, I know I'm going to go have a great day. Mm-hmm. And the scene's going to be cool. And it's just nice to know it's just one thing I don't have to worry about is the male talent being a pissy little yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's the last thing that you want to have to deal with is an obnoxious male talent. Yeah. Because it's like there's so many other things to deal with, and you're not the centerpiece of the video anyways. You know, it's about the girl. Yeah. I mean, you need somebody solid who can help carry the scene, but your job is to make the girl look good. The scene's not about you. Yeah, the scene's not about the male talent, and the scene isn't even really per se about me unless they're like we have to have Nicole for this role then usually we're all replaceable it's a set it's a scene you know if I wasn't going to show up they could replace me with someone that looked pretty similar so I'm there for the crew and the production whatever they say goes and that's cool I would just walk into every day every situation knowing that whatever we got to do we got to do to make it work and it's just nice to know when there's going to be a good predictable male talent it's not going to have some weird thing going on on his wiener. He's not going to have, you know, conversations with the girlfriend in the back room fighting mm-hmm. about whatever. It's just yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you remember um, – well, you, of course you must remember when Probably we went to Costa Rica and shot for Twisty. I love that trip. I, I think know. I almost every single day. Bananas. Bananas and giant lizards. Yeah, and Monkey Watch. And Monkey Watch, what, 2000 
What 14? year was it? Was it Monkey Watch 2014? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we didn't see. I didn't see any monkeys there. We didn't, but we heard them every morning. Yeah. The howler monkeys. I thought they were. Um, I think they thought they were donkeys, like they down did. in the jungle, because they had a really. They had a tone they that had I an wasn't expecting. Sound. Yeah. 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 Put out. I put out. Remember, I put out bananas on the railing of the <laughs> yes. thing, and I was like, "They're gonna come." It's but no one ate any bananas. The iguanas came though. The iguanas did come. Yeah. They came up on the patio. That was so cool. Did yeah, you see was. the one tree with the um, the giant caterpillars on it that turned into those huge blue butterflies? I don't think so. There was one particular tree. I don't know what the fuck all the butterflies <gasps> were doing. Bless you. They laid all their. Shit all over the tree, and there were caterpillars the size of like they were like this, yeah, and they had these huge horns on them and yellow stripes. And we were looking at them the one morning. There was a the bugs were really large in Costa Rica, like huge. insanely big. Remember that hot dog size like locust thing that was on the wall the one morning we came down? Yes, that was huge. Well, they were everywhere. I remember when we would go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. You know, it would be dark, and oh, then yeah. you turn on the hallway light, and all of a sudden, all these fucking bugs would start know, like, like flying above you, and you'd like be walking into this wall of just bugs. It was nuts. And then when I shot outside at night, you know, the video lights that I was using to light the scene. Oh, they love that. Bugs just zapping. I mean, the, it was an issue for sound because it kept, you just yeah. kept hearing zzz, zzz, Well, and they're zzz. big, so it's like flack, yeah. you know, up against something. Oh, my God. It was crazy. That was amazing, the nature out there. And the bats and stuff were cool at night yeah. to, like, see them on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And I'm dying to go back there. Yeah. You I'm, haven't been back since, huh? I haven't. Well, I've been back one time for um, the Pornhub Casino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was cool. Okay. We didn't get to go. Like, it was not like Dominical, though. We were yeah. in, like, the city and... It was so great. Beautiful yeah. country. I really love it out there, but yeah. it was nothing like our jungle excursions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got that. Oh my God, when we shot that amazing um, set of you, I actually just posted on Instagram of you out in the jungle with the machete. Oh, yeah. And then we went cool down day. into that like gully. The little like creek in the guy's backyard. Yes. With the pit bulls, and he was from New York and he yes. left everything to. Oh, that was yes. so cool. And then there was just like an. Ins- and then I got a rash from some weird plant down there. You did? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just got yeah. bit by ants a little bit. Yeah. There was a lot of bugs. There's some serious bugs. I'd wake up almost every morning with something going on. Yeah. But yeah. It was not a place for people who, you know, had a fear of insects. No. Be. It was so amazing, though. Yeah. All the bugs were cool. And the little geckos that were all over the wall. Yes. That were so loud. Yeah. And they made the, the strangest noises. Yeah, I don't even remember. Those were so... That whole fucking trip was incredible. The, you know what I really loved about that trip? So it was you, Madison Ivy, Tyler Nixon, and um, Mia Malkova. Yeah. And what, you know, like people think about, people often think when you go on this exotic trip, you know, with a bunch of models to shoot that like it's got to be this incredible, amazing experience. Yeah. But often you get girls who aren't necessarily the professional, responsible girls that you are. Yeah. And you'll get girls that want to go out and fucking party all night and they want to go get wasted and you got to try to find them and bring them home and they're hungover the next morning Mm. or like they, you know, don't want to eat this or the bugs or, you know what I mean? It can be like, it can actually be a fucking nightmare. I can't even imagine. Like a nightmare. And so I was a little bit worried about all those people that we had out there um, because I was just like, oh my God. You never know who's going to turn when you get into a foreign country and there's a lot of activity that they've never been around before. Exactly. A lot of opportunities for them. Exactly. And also too, you know, like I don't necessarily know all the models that well. Like we spend 10 hours on set together and then we go home and that's it. I don't know what they're like off set. That's true. So, you know, we have to spend like a week together. And so I don't really know 
what these people are like. They may be fucking crazy, yeah. you know, but they can just hold it together on set for a set period of time. But yeah. it was great. I remember we get Which sucks because it's so yeah. Be the same all yeah. the time. Be the same all the time. <laughs> and um, what I loved is that everybody who went was just a big stoner. Yeah. No one drank. So no one drank, time. and everyone just got high and like went to bed at ten o'clock. Yeah, that was, it was nice. fantastic. I didn't have to drag anybody out of the clubs. No one was hungover yeah. the next morning. Yeah. No one was out doing blow with like some random Swear dude. To God. It I was know. fantastic. We had a, we had so much fun. It was like. And it was. It was fucking cool, like good, wholesome fun. Yeah. Like people there were fucking cool. There was no, like nothing out there that was weird or no. like no bad vibes. No, like the, the biggest, the, the worst situation that happened was when we all went to that, um, that party. Oh, yeah. yeah and oh, then, my God. That weirdo guy. Yeah, that we- and And the friend or something like that. There were some weird Yeah, there was there. that one guy that was like after Madison, right? I'm or was sure. it you? I don't know. No, I think he was after Madison. He was being really, I think really he was being really creepy, creepy to one and, of the girls. And, and, and odd, yeah. And we yeah. had to kind of like tell him to go it's fuck like, off. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, but I, I remember that uh, <laughs> Mia, who like never, ever did drugs or anything she like that. A, I was like, here, take this edible. It'll be really okay. She ended up having that edible and she... She ate everything in the she kitchen. Ate all the cereal, all everything. the snack bars. And then she's like, I went into my room and I read my whole book. And she's like, like and it was wow. so good. And I, I was know. laughing at everything. <laughs> and like we came home and like the kitchen was empty. There was no food. There was no food left. And I was I like, know. what the fuck happened to the food? And Mia's like, I may have eaten it all. She ate so much food. <laughs> I have, You know what though? Something was with those edibles. Because the one night I had one, I ate 19 bananas. <laughs> The one, remember the what was our guide's name? As uh, um, Stuart. Stuart. Yeah. Brought back a bunch of bananas, and I ate nineteen of them in one night. Wow, I was so high. They were <laughs> so good, though. They're like those, like not the huge ones. Yeah. Not like the fucking dole crap yeah. we have over here. They're like right off a tree. And you like you like the average size banana. I like the average size bananas. I don't like these giant GMO fuckers. <laughs> like, I wonder about that. I'm like, mm. yeah. The fruit out there was incredible. It really was. It was really good. Uh, half the stuff we ate out there I had never had before. Yeah. The plantains that yeah. one morning. Yeah, oh, plantains are the best. Now all I've been eating is plantains. Yeah. For years now, since we got back to turned you onto the plantains. <laughs> I can't stop eating plantains. They're so good. <laughs> um... So tell us a little bit about some of the projects that you've been doing recently. You did your first IR scene for Blacked. Yes. Um, how did that go? That was really cool. Yeah? It was really fun. Um, you know, Greg just has these ideas, and I figure out just, he's like, well, what, what do you think about, like, it's your concept. I'm just, you know, playing the role, so whatever ideas you have, I'm sure – going to far surpass whatever I think I could come up with. But it's good though. I like that. It's it's. I think he understands that it's good to to know that the model's on board with what you're doing. Because if sure. the model's really not into it and it's not her thing, then it's not really going to translate that well. Definitely. You know what I mean? So well, yeah, that was that was the thing. He kept, told me the basic concept. I was like, I'm down. Fitness, yeah. great. Yeah. Piece of cake. Totally makes sense for you. He's like, well, we're going to do two days, and one of the days, can you can you lift and stuff? I'm like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all the muscle you see is functional. Yeah. It's not, they're not implants. <laughs> you didn't just they're, paint it on. They're not, they're not contouring with makeup. Like, they really do work. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. It, um, and honestly, seeing the trailer and everything and seeing how he put it all together was, he's so beyond amazing. Yeah. It was, no, really it was cool. beautiful. And then who did you work with in the scene? Uh, Jason Brown. Okay. I've yeah. never worked with him, but I know him. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. He, they were like, oh, you had such great chemistry. 
and I've had a lot of people say, oh, this is my new favorite scene, and your chemistry is really good. Jason is someone I could spend time with all the time. Mm -hmm. He's very, very pleasant. Mm -hmm. He's got a goofy, nerdy, stoner personality like I do. Mm -hmm. And he's just super, super chill, very laid back, funny as the day is long. Mm -hmm. And so we definitely played off of each other. And it was really, it was really cool. That's awesome. Now you are going to be possibly doing your first anal coming up too, right? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Just Um, to get back to the butt stuff because we didn't talk about that enough. (laughs) At least we avoided the poop stuff. Well, we're not done yet. Oh, we'll we'll follow up. (laughs) We'll end with some poop. Um, Yeah, I I decided to go with Toshi, Mm -hmm. of course, and um, I was like, please, can I? Can I just work for you so I don't have to get like annihilated on some other set? Right. It was just. It's not like a. And also, too, when it's, like, your first, you yeah. want it to, like, come out something really beautiful that you're proud of and, yeah. you know, that you feel was worth it going, taking that next step. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've waited a really long time. And they're like, well, when are you going to when are you gonna fucking do it? I swear, I said, as long as Measure, measure B didn't pass, that I was doing my first anal this year. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was mentally ready and emotionally, physically ready. Mm-hmm. And I could start practicing and I'd have plenty of time and um, deciding on a company and getting that all together. I mean, it takes a long time to get these processes underway. and Because you actually think about it, which not everybody does. I do. I thought I put a lot of thought into it when I was going to do it, and I gave my word with when Measure B didn't pass that I would 100% do it in 2017. That's still going to happen. Mm-hmm. Probably in the next few months or so, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be like a big – I'm sure he's got a lot of stuff to put into that project. So I'm just going to, I would never rush him. I'm not going to like rush him to do anal. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just kind of been practicing and enjoying it. I'm enjoying the practice and enjoying learning about that and how to do it right. And how so to how, make are, it how are you pleasant. practicing? With toys at home. Um, I'm single now, so I don't have like the practice buddy mm-hmm. that I would like to have. But um, I'm working with toys and stuff, just kind of figuring out how to do it. Because I've never, I mean, I hadn't had anal since I was like over 10 years. Oh, wow. So I'm like, I got to relearn how to do it. Yeah, because it really is like a mind thing. It's a mind thing. Yeah. And I'm figuring that out. Yeah. And it's getting easier. So I, but I, like I've always said, I really, I don't want to do anything on camera that I'm not doing off camera. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I don't want to do something just for the sake of having it on video or making a buck. Mm-hmm. I want to do things as they go along with my progressive sexuality and how I'm learning about myself and what I'm starting to get into. Mm-hmm. Now I'll be able to share that with my fans. But I don't want to just do it even though I'm not into it. Um, and that's why I haven't done it any sooner. Yeah. So are you going to get like a practice buddy before the scene? Or I'm going to have to. You're going to start auditioning? I'm no. <laughs> that would be the worst casting call ever. Yeah, you would get some interesting uh, submissions. It would just be every wrong dick in the world showing up. <laughs> oh, I can do it. So, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't know. I'll have to get somebody. Yeah, I'll have to figure out. There's got to be like a male talent that's willing to help you out on that. Yeah, but they have end. to drive to my house. It's a long ways away. Yeah, I'm not coming true. to LA to practice anal. Yeah. So I'll have to get somebody with a little oomph. I'll kick him a couple bucks. Yeah. Because I'm going to put it on OnlyFans. It's so funny. I just think about like logistically what we're discussing here and how many guys would be so excited if you were going to throw him some like gas money to drive down to your oh, house. Oh, I'll feed him too. To I'll fuck you something. in the butt. Oh my God. Yeah. Girl, see, this I mean, is like the I'm a good offering. <laughs> I'll like prepare a your snack own little tray. Anal party. I know. I'm a good hostess. <laughs> Netflix anal and anal. And like 30 bucks. 
<laughs> no, I would give them like more for that, but they have yeah. to sign an NDA and everything so they can't be telling everybody. Telling everyone what the anal sex was like. That's the problem is getting a guy to come to your house for snacks and 30 bucks and butt sex <laughs> and sign an NDA. <laughs> no one wants to drive two hours for that. We'll see. So I feel like some people do. Either that or I'll have to go to the sex shop and get one of those like torsos with the dick and balls. <laughs> And then just use him. Like just screw him to the wall or something. Yeah, but I think you need like because you got to like the guy's got to move his hips and you got to get like the flow going. Yeah, I feel like you're gonna figure it out though. I'll have to. F- I'm counting down. I have to figure it out. Really yeah, quick. I think you're gonna figure it out. Maybe this podcast will help me find somebody. There you go. Okay, anyone who wants to <laughs> fuck Nicole in the butt, drive all the way down um, to her place for thirty dollars and some snacks. Good snacks. Good ones. But you can't be creepy. Don't be creepy. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Shower. Shower. Now you're asking too much. I'm asking too much. It's all over. Yeah. No one qualifies anymore. No, I remember when I met you. So I feel like okay, so when we shot you the first time, wasn't it like your second shoot ever? I think it yeah. because um, I helped you pick your porn name. And it was with your and your mom actually, mm-hmm. I think she shot me, and then the next day I think I shot with you. Yeah. And yeah, that was the day that was chosen. Yeah, it was you and Ramon. It was with, and it was like a horse. We had a horse and the hat and stuff. Yeah, with yeah. the hat. It was like you were like a day at the races, like yeah. Kentucky Derby kind of style. Yeah, yeah, that was romantic. <laughs> that, like long skirt. Yeah, that was a good shoe. Back in the day, when good porn shoe. was awesome. Now, didn't you say that like you had never masturbated even before you got into porn? I had never masturbated. I had never had an orgasm. Um. I was really inexperienced, and I still feel like I am, and I'm kind of figuring it out. And excuse me, I had to burp up some carrot. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of using porn to learn about myself, and that's been really cool. It's been seven years, but it feels like it's been this long of my life that yeah. I've been able to kind of just figure things out and learn what I like, and yeah. not just having sex. Like the act of sex for me before porn was so. Um, just like this is a duty mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. and that was really wrong. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind it was of was very like mechanical. It was very mechanical, and I guess to an extent now it's a different kind of mechanical on yeah. camera. Yeah, but it definitely opens up your mind to other possibilities of what sex can be and how great it is. Yeah, and how much it's okay. Yeah, for women. That's. I mean, I find. I think that's great. I. I think it's fantastic that you know, porn has really helped you learn about your own sexuality and has helped you grow as a sexual woman and and discover what you like and what you don't like and that it's kind of been this learning tool for you. I mean, that's it's been that's pretty incredible. Nothing but positive. Yeah. From start to end, and you have bad days and stuff, but in general, it's such a great job. Mm-hmm. It's so. I'm always very safe. I yeah. always have you know good experiences with great people mm-hmm. and I get to go home with a really like a fun interesting memory and yeah. sometimes I take little bits of each day mm-hmm. from that and kind of catalog that into obviously each experience kind of shapes who you are blah 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 but it's been neat to like learn about what I like and you know kind of becoming a little bit more of a feminist and stuff yeah I mean, it's really, you know, if you're if you're smart with your decisions and you work with the right people, it really can be a wonderful, safe environment for you to learn about your own sexuality, yeah. you know, and a controlled environment that Very you definitely environment. don't get to have otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every set I've always been on, I've never felt like I'm being 
pressured into anything. Well, you've always been pretty picky about who you work for, very, too, right? Very yeah. picky, yes. That's um, important. And I think, you know, when you're new, they kind of just throw you to the wolves a little bit. Yeah. And I learned pretty quickly what I didn't want to do. Yeah. And that was cool to say in my own little way, you know, I'm not working for this company again because this day felt weird to me. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel you know, I didn't go home feeling like this was a really good day. I didn't learn yeah. anything. It was kind of, you know, shitty content or shitty director or, you know, the director was a sleazeball or the something just felt strange. But if it didn't sit right with me, I just didn't do it again. I wasn't traumatized by anything. I've right. never been, like, hurt by the day or, if yeah. stif- you know, defeated or anything. I had to go home and, like, take a three-hour shower to, like, scrub That's the just, shame off yeah, of you. Yeah, no, I've always, like, left that feeling like, well, that was interesting, you know, if yeah. nothing else, I learned something new. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm kind of, like, figuring out, like, sexuality and stuff, and I'm way, way, way late bloomer sexually, and it's neat to, like, um, establish my identity as a woman through porn. Yeah. And I feel unbelievably liberated. Yeah. And I have from the very beginning. It's been really cool. That's amazing. Do you have any, like, do you have any specific memories of like a really bad day that you had on set? Or is there any like examples that you can give of? There's always one that comes to mind immediately. Okay. Um, with uh, Tony T. Oh, okay. And I'll blatantly say it. It's been the only absolutely awful day on set. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was shooting... It was a just a it was a nightmare. It, yeah. We were all just the entire day was tense and um, nerve wracking, and we all were walking on eggshells, and we all felt threatened, physically threatened. Because he he was just in a really shitty mood, I assume. I have no idea. I heard that was so hot and cold with that guy, mm-hmm. and you know this you know, hours of this behavior towards us, towards this cameraman, throwing equipment around, literally dropping cameras on the ground, throwing lights. And then in the end of the day, insisting that the company he was shooting for would hook me up, quote unquote, with an anal package. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing anal. Don't worry, we'll hook you up. Just, it was like that, that was like a couple last little sprinkles on that cake yeah. that was baking all day and with that guy. And he just was it's just was a monster. He was a fucking monster. I don't understand why you would want to create such a toxic environment when you're, I mean, you know, sex is still, even if it's on set, it's still a very intimate kind of personal experience. And for me, I always want to make, you know, the set as comfortable for the performers as I can. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're just there to do a voiceover or you're there to do, you not know, an extra. a fitness video or something like that. Yeah. Like you're still engaging in something that is, you know, a personal a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I always try to set a, a tone where people feel comfortable and feel good about it. Yeah. You know, your sets are always like just super relaxed, and but they're so timely. You just you don't feel like there's no pressure and there's no like negative energy on your set. Yeah. And yet we get things done pretty quickly. Yeah. We get a lot done sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be as efficient as I can. They're very efficient. Yeah. Because I mean I don't want to be on set any longer than anybody else does. No, nobody does. But you're also proof that you can you can keep a really pleasant environment and get the day wrapped up in no time at all. Yeah. Even with all the little tiny details and stuff that yeah. you put into your day. Yeah. Which this guy, this Tony's not putting into his day. Yeah. Not near the fraction. For me, like I, I think the key to that is, and I've actually noticed it the most since my main assistant has been gone for like the last month. Oh, He's yeah. doing the John Muir trail and I'm just oh, like wow. 
I know I like miss him so much. It's so hard for me to run my sets without him because we've been working together for over a decade. And so he knows exactly what I need and he oh, knows like, sure. you know, we have a system. Yeah. And so with him gone, you know, I'm working with um, some other guys and some of them are new and I'm just training and they're great, but they don't, you know, they we don't, don't just get the flow. Yeah, we don't have like that system down yet, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's been a little chaotic and days have been a little bit longer than normal. And, um, yeah, it's been, and it's been tough. And then I'll get like a little grumpy because I'm just, things are not, cause I've got to now attend to so many more things than I did before. Like before, you know, when my other, when my normal assistant's on set, like I know that he's taking care of the lights and the video. He already and the knows. Yeah. He knows mm-hmm. exactly what I want. He knows exactly what to do. Like I just need to say, we're shooting here, we're shooting this angle, then we're shooting this angle. He knows exactly how to set it up. I don't need to worry about that. I can go focus on wardrobe and, you know, the script and all that kind of stuff. And now since he's not here and, you know, the guys that are working for me don't know exactly how I like things, I've got to do that and then I've got to do that. And it's just like, oh my God. So much It makes me crazy. Yeah. So. You know, I really try to treat my employees um, really well and show them that I appreciate them and pay them, you know, well enough that they'll stay with me, you know, and they'll stick around. And um, I feel like a lot of, I mean, I've heard about a lot of other directors who aren't like that and they go through new people all the time. Yeah. And I'm just like that just, you know, and then it's never, it's just always chaotic because people don't know exactly what's going on and you lose that flow. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just think that that's so important. And I don't have that flow right now because he's out of town and it's like but they making still, me kind of nuts. they still like working for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They for do. Sure. You're just – your environment is completely different. Like yeah. The guys that – the sets that you see, PAs come and go and lighting guys come and go. Yeah. You know that set's going to be a little more stressful for everybody that yes. day. The talent, the crew, everybody. Exactly. So, I mean, your days are – Way more fucking pleasant. I just want to work. Yeah, I usually like shoot with the same people all the time because I'm very picky about who I have on set too. Yeah. Like down to my makeup. You know, I want to feel a good vibe from everybody and feel that everybody's a part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise it's just, it's way too much work and it's too stressful for me. Yeah. You know? And one little hiccup can throw off the whole day. Oh, God. Somebody's like pissy attitude or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. off. Even if it's like makeup artist, for yeah. example. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, crap, you got to sit in the chair. And while she powders you, I get to listen to her ex-boyfriend story or something. Like yeah. Which is always a downer. No, they're <laughs> supposed to listen to your stories. Oh, I have the stupidest stories. <laughs> I don't know. I don't – I try not to share my stories because they're boring. You've always been pretty private, actually. Ah, I try to be a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I like yeah. don't know that much about your private life. It's quiet. It's pretty quiet. Mostly a lot of like family time. and yeah. But no, my – I mean, I think everybody knows about my recent breakup. Yeah. Everybody knows about Chad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be hard to date in the industry. It's got to be hard to date outside of the industry. I mean, do it's you find dating hard. dating's difficult, I it's, would imagine? Yeah, it's really, really tough. Yeah. It's easy to meet people. Yeah. But it's it takes a lot of work to filter them out. Yeah. And then you never know who's going to just snap after a year or go crazy. What do you find is usually like the biggest um, obstacle to your um, relationships? The the um, conflict with the business. Yeah. For sure. With, with the industry. Do they start off like kind of liking what you do and the fact that you're a porn star and, oh, my God, this is so cool. I'm dating Nicole Aniston. And then – I don't date guys like that. If they have that reaction, I'm done. Yeah. I, I just such turn off for me if yeah. they're like, yeah, look at my – Girlfriend. I mean, I want them to be proud of me, who I am as a woman, and yes, be proud of my sexuality and be and be supportive of your career and be because they love of my you career, yes. as who you are. Yeah, and yeah, that, and they that want always you to do well. That's always that way in the beginning. Yeah, and because the guys that they're 
proud, proud of the porn star part I cut off. But the guys that can tolerate it from the beginning, if there's good compatibility, then I'll pursue it. Mm-hmm. But um, it always gets to a certain point where they just they they read something or they see something or someone contacts them or they get their number leaked online. Or I mean, it's, it gets kind of out of control sometimes. And there's a, it's a lot to deal with and a lot to tolerate. Yeah, I have a lot of empathy for that. And sometimes it just boils over. But um, did they get harassed for being your boyfriend? Yeah. Wow. Sometimes that's crazy. So, so I can feel for that yeah. for sure. And at some point, it's just there's a breaking point. Yeah. For some of these guys, but um, I'm not really concerned about finding a partner mm-hmm. ever. And I think that might be a little bit of a trick too. Is mm-hmm. when you get somebody who is very sexually independent, mm-hmm. very stable emotionally, financially, all across the board, and who they don't need you, but they want you there. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people I've dated have wanted to feel needed. Right. And they will never feel that from me. Yeah. I think it can be hard for a guy to deal with an incredibly independent woman because, yeah, they need to feel needed, they yeah. need to feel wanted, they need to feel like, you know, they have a, a bigger role in your life. And as, I mean, I've always felt that, you know, the best relationships are not necessarily ones where, you know, you need somebody to complete you, but you need, you know, somebody would be like an addition to your life that yeah. would enhance it, but not necessarily complete it because then it suggests that it's not whole on its own. Without that person. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like that's a big deal breaker for a lot of guys. They want to feel, or it starts to eat at them if yeah. they feel like they're not that that puzzle piece Yeah. that fills your life and completes everything. Yeah. How do you handle like the negative um, feedback that you get on social media and stuff? Because just for, I mean, across the board for like a lot of girls in porn, you know, like I will sometimes, you know, look at your Instagram or whoever's Instagram and just look at the comments and I'm just like, I cannot fucking believe what people say to you. I know. It's just insane. The most hilarious things I get are um, through Instagram direct, Mm -hmm. direct message. Like if they send me a direct quest, Mm -hmm. it's, you, it, it's. I think I get more. I am more offended by someone's child sending me a photo that I don't really want to see, which I get that. You do. I obviously don't. I don't click to on the view the image. I just I block minors obviously mm-hmm. across the board, whether it's a safe for work website or not. Mm-hmm. Your child doesn't need to be contacting me. No, I'm an adult and I'm in an adult profession. Yeah, your child shouldn't even Absolutely know who you are. Absolutely out of out of out of the question. So, I, the the comments and stuff. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. That person does not have a good relationship with women in general, yeah. and that person does not have a lot of secure self-security and self-satisfaction in themselves and their lives and maybe so their work at, or their you're sex You're good life. at considering the source. You just have to. Yeah. After a while, you can't keep getting mad and responding. Sometimes I'll respond, and anytime I respond, it's with something smart-ass or, mm-hmm. or something that is a comeback that's fair you know, not like fuck you. You yeah. know, with it, it would be like like a fuck you, but with facts and yeah. and state state like a statement that can can be like a fair rebuttal mm-hmm. and not just like a well you're stupid because mm-hmm. that doesn't do anything. You're just feeding back into it. It's so much easier just to block someone and delete their comment. Yeah, because then it's gone. Yeah, it, it was just some simple text that you saw for a moment, and then mentally I let it go within two and a half seconds, and I'm on with my day. Yeah. But that person, I'll never encounter them in person. Yeah. And they would never have the guts to say to your face. They would what never say write to my face online. what they feel that they're just this. And usually, 
So I'm curious if someone has the guts to say something like that to a woman on the internet, I go to their web, their page and I check out their profile. If they have, usually it's pro private, mm -hmm. of course, because they're course. ashamed of their life. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, but usually it's just it's someone who you can tell is just not, not doing well yeah. inside. Yeah. And it's just so much easier. I'm never going to meet that person or interact with them in my entire life. So right. it's just so easy just to delete it and block them. Yeah. Um, what is the strangest fan request you've ever had? Um, uh, I guess the human toilet stuff that I do with femdom is always kind of. We are. We were definitely going to go back to the poop oh, talk. God, <laughs> there's no way around it. A lot of the, the the human toilet stuff, I guess, on a on a sexual scale, is probably um, the most bizarre request I often get. Um, did you get contacted by that one guy? It's funny because I had Missy Martinez on a while ago and I asked her too because I thought it was special because I got this email from this guy who said he was a big fan and that he wanted um, to eat my toilet treats. Did you get an email from that guy? Maybe. So he sent me this email about, you know, wanting to eat my toilet treats or a scat caviar and that, you know, if we didn't even have to meet in person, I could go to a hotel room, poop in the toilet and then leave and leave him the key and then he would go in and enjoy them on his own time and I wouldn't have to be a witness to it and I got interesting this, terminology yeah. oh I know <laughs> like I've heard I was that like, one wow, I've never heard of these this is you're so treats. eloquent you're so eloquent wow. with your um Fancy. with your poop your poop talk I wonder if he like puts a little like a parsley garnish <laughs> Silver spoon. Like yeah, just put a little pepper on there. Uh, what does he garnish it with? I don't know. Oh. So, um, and I thought it was so special to get this, and I was just, and he was offering me like fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. No, nope, not enough. And um, yeah, well, I said no, no thanks. And then he came back. He said, "What about two thousand? I'm like, "You such an amount of money you can offer me that that's, I would do that. I mean, actually, it's not entirely true. If he offered me a million dollars, I'd totally do it. But yeah. Anyways, he wasn't going to go there. So, um, I thought it was, you know, very special to have this weird van, and then I ended up telling my friend Danny Daniels about it. Yeah. She was like, oh my God, I got the same email. And apparently this guy's emailed like several girls in the industry with really? the exact same email. So I wasn't special at all. Damn it. I got to look for that email. Yeah, you may have gotten it. I poop all the time. I yeah. could do it like if I'm going to get paid to poop and I don't have to meet the guy. Yeah. But you know that like he would be like sitting in the hotel lobby like watching you or like he'd come up to the room while you – I mean it would bring just a guard. Like, something bad would happen. Well, I would just get a room in my name. Yeah. And be like, I'll be there at four and yeah. then go at two. I was actually considering um, like paying that. one of my assistants to go and do it. Smart. Because, oh, <laughs> I mean, be... like, how would he know? He would never know. Except it would probably not be as, like, delicate as mine. You know, like, guy, guy shits are the worst. Yeah, they're the worst. Yeah, they're just, like, they go everywhere. But then again, it would probably be kind of like a good, like, a funny little thing to think about later. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> he ate some gross guy shit. Yeah. Like, I know, right? Because that's so much better than eating my shit. <laughs> It's all bad. It's all bad. It's, it's out for a reason. You're not supposed to put it back in. It's out. Like, leave it out. I mean, but, but I guess, like, yours would probably be the best, considering, like, you know, you're, you're very strict. Uh, maybe a little mustard. All vegetable diet. I mean, is your, like, is your poop maybe, like, horse poop, you know? Maybe. Like, where horse like grassy. poop smells good, and it's, like, grassy. It's really grassy. No, it's, it's pretty normal looking. Yeah. It's just more frequent. Okay. I think. How many but, times did you poop? Like five or six. <gasps> what? Five, four or five average. I, but I'm like I once a day. Really? Sometimes I, when we went to Costa Rica, I didn't poop for five days. What? 
fly. When I, I think tra- I remember that. I when remember I travel, that. yeah, Mia ended up giving me something. And I, I remember good. the entire house was really concerned. They're like, did you poop yet? Did you we poop were yet? really concerned because yeah, that's like, like the I worst know. ever. Oh, oh it's, it was We were awful. like, eat more fruit. <laughs> eat more fruit. <laughs> Go down. Everyone knew about my bowel movements We were like, no. We were like, we were all sitting on eggshells. <laughs> we were like every day we get up, we'd get up in the morning. First thing we'd say when we come downstairs, did you go yet? Did Holly, did did you Holly go? poop yet? Did she go yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's a concerning thing. It was not. It was bad. I don't like it when that happens, but it happens to me often when I travel. Really? Yeah. Man, I'm a pooper when I travel. Yeah. Yeah. Even more so. Yeah. Airports, planes, hotels. Do you have a hard time staying on your diet when you travel? No. None at all? No, not Do at all. Do you bring, like, you probably have, like, tricks where you bring, There's like, certain things that I'll stuff. bring, yeah, like, dry yeah. stuff, uh, like, protein bars, my raw protein powder, mm-hmm. green powder, um, like, seeds and nuts are super easy because TSA doesn't raise an eyebrow, and you can bring as much of them as you want. So I'll bring, like, a whole duffel bag full of nuts and seeds and mm-hmm. whatever, if there's, like, a good raw cracker or something like that. Yeah. But... No, it's it's never hard to stick to it. There's options everywhere. Because do you feature dance? Mm, I used to. I'm taking a break. Okay. Because I was going to say, when you go to like some of those Midwest states, it's there bananas. is nothing I know. there but that's, like fried meat. That's yeah. like it. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm so, I'm 100% done with Midwest and East Coast feature dancing. Yeah. 100%. I will not do it again. It's just, it's too hard yeah. to get to a tiny little city and be excited to go into this club, and you've traveled all day, and you just want to get to the hotel and have a little something, and you're yeah. in, like, nowhere. Yeah. And there's no – like, the only thing that's able to be delivered is pizza yeah. until 8 p.m., and yeah. then you're fucked. Yeah. So it's too hard. And then you have to go dance at, like, 1 a.m. and then, yeah. like, fly out the next morning at 5. I, I don't, yeah. I'm done with it. I'm it in does, bed by 10, so I don't know way. how people do that. I did it for a couple of years. And, and especially I, if you're not I'm drinking – so That's you just have it. nothing to like. I mean, get I, you, I like, stay medicated. Yeah, well, I stay yeah. cannabis. You know, yay! Yeah. <laughs> I stay medicated, but I you I don't want to do it anymore because I have to stay medicated to do it. Right, and I don't want to have that stress in my life. In my right. life, I can't. I can't. When I get home, I am exhausted for two or three days. Yeah, I don't. I can't just. I got to hit Monday and I got to hit the ground running. I can't be exhausted for a whole another day because I didn't sleep more than like six hours in three days, it just mm-hmm. isn't human. Humans cannot really live on that schedule for long no. periods of time. No. And plus, the, you know, just some weird encounters at some clubs and some weird club owners and just, it's just kind of been this, uh, it's okay, yeah. but I'm not getting anything out of it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, if you can kind of just do your own thing and, and work on your own terms, that's that's really the best. Yeah, and I'll eventually stick to, you know, we'll do some West Coast clubs and, Maybe Vegas or something, but that's yeah. it. No yeah. interest anymore. Yeah, I understand. So um, are you shooting a lot still for your website? Yeah, shooting for website, um, OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple other shoots actually for some new companies I've never worked for. Yeah. So those will be coming out pretty soon. Why do you think it is that, I mean, because I have an OnlyFans account too and I don't post a ton to it, but I mean, it seems to have been doing really well for so many people. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you think that that is? As opposed to, like, why do people join that as opposed to your website? For me, um, what I've noticed is that the uh, the content that I put on OnlyFans is exclusive to OnlyFans. Right. So it's like selfies and stories and... Um, but it's more, do you think it's because it's more amateur and people feel like they're more, and it's more like day-to-day as opposed to like a fully produced 
thing, you know, like if you and I shoot together, yeah. then I produce it and then it takes me a while to edit it. And then, you know what I mean? And so you won't even put it on your site until maybe like three months after we've shot it. Yeah. So you think that people maybe feel like they're more a part of your day to day because it's kind of almost an instant an instant I, thing? I think so. I mean, all I know is like from my perspective because I, right. don't, I don't talk to anybody else who has OnlyFans. Yeah. Maybe I should. Yeah. But I know that I've just kept every single, you know, photo and video and everything so exclusive so that if they're paying on that particular site, they're getting stuff that they will not see anywhere else. Right. Like not even a clip of it anywhere else because yeah. I feel like if they're uh, taking the – money and putting it into something and it's only for fans, mm-hmm. if it's only fans and they're paying, then they should get some really special exclusive stuff. Right. So like even once in a while, I'll just put the camera up and I'll just talk to the camera and tell them what's going on in my life. Just like yeah. a video blog kind of thing. Right. And I feel like, you know, I get a lot of comments like, oh, great. That's awesome. Good news. Or, oh, sorry to hear about that. Or it's neat to have that interaction. Mm-hmm. Almost like a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. But I've just kept everything really exclusive yeah. and tried to stay regular with updates and doing a poll on Twitter like six to eight hours before I actually put the content up. Right. So I'll do, what do you guys want to see? Mm-hmm. And I'll give them a choice. And then whatever the loser of that particular poll, I'll put that in the next poll and so that everybody kind of gets to see a little of something. What do you find that people want the most? That stuff. Huh. Right now. Big surprise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they want to see like ass play and all the different stuff, practice stuff I've been doing. Yeah. So that's what I've been getting the most requests for. Interesting. It's been really fun though. I like OnlyFans a lot. Yeah. It's nice to have that kind of, that personal interaction with your fans. And especially yeah. I feel like people there are going to be more appreciative and, you know, be- respond in a better manner because they're paying for your time. And, yeah. You know, as opposed to if you will get shit for free. On you know Instagram, Instagram, or and social media, and Twitter, they can and do then, this to you all day long, yeah. and then and they still have you know you have to block them. Yeah, I've never gotten anybody on OnlyFans just like I fucking hate this. You know they're like yeah, do more. Yeah, they're really enthusiastic and excited about the content they're seeing because they they're like I paid for this and it yeah. is you know I'm getting a lot of people saying it's really worth it. Yeah, so that's good because those know. are the kind of people who are going to actually value what you give them are the people who are going to pay for it. Yeah, because the people who aren't going to pay for it, obviously don't. They don't, yeah. They don't put any value trolling. in it. Yeah. If, if anybody could scroll through OnlyFans, there would be tons of people that were upset that I didn't post something they liked. Right. So it's cool that they they know kind of from the polls mm-hmm. and from Twitter what I'm going to post so they can either join or they cannot join. So right. They kind of, they know what they're going to see. Right. It's not like a big surprise where it's just a bunch of selfies, you know, yeah. like Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, here's me driving, here's my makeup. <laughs> it's like, here's my asshole, and there's stuff going into it for the first time you've never seen. Yeah. So it's everybody seems to be happy with the content. So. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, you guys should go check out Nicole's OnlyFans. I assume it's OnlyFans.com slash Nicole Aniston. It's, I think it's backslash X Nicole Aniston X, like my Twitter. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's linked, so – all right. So links out there. why don't you tell us where everyone can find you online as opposed to me just guessing your social media <laughs> accounts with Nicole like Anderson no site. idea. Just check her out wherever. <laughs> Who the fucking Google her? I don't know. Uh, websites, NicoleAniston.com. Um, OnlyFans is very different, very exclusive, and has a lot of little private stuff. Um, it's X Nicole Aniston X. That's the same as my Twitter. Instagram is real Nicole Aniston. Did I just say that? Nope. Okay. Uh, shit, what else? Um, well, some new shoots coming out. I know you guys are bored. 
probably. And you've been seeing all the same shoots over and over again. So there's some new stuff coming out, new projects with Greg Lansky. I'm going to leave it at that. There's more shoots coming, I promise. The anal scene's coming as well. And I guess that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming down. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was fun. It was good to see you. It's good to see you too. All right, everyone, check out Nicole Aniston online at her various social media accounts and new content coming out soon on Tushy. I bet that's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait to do it. (laughs) I feel like I'm almost ready. (laughs) Well, just keep practicing. I need. On OnlyFans. I need to. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. (laughs) All right. Thanks again, Nicole, for coming out. So I got to say that conversation with Nicole really made me rethink my eating habits. I couldn't help but sit here and stare at her amazing six-pack abs and think about my diet and what I put in my body. So I think I might give this veganism thing a try. Don't quote me on it. I don't know how far I'm going to get, but I'm definitely going to think about um, the things that I eat and... I have to say that that girl has definitely inspired me, and I hope that she's inspired you as well. Next week, I have on renowned fetish model and performer Masumi Max. I absolutely love this girl. She's beautiful. She's accomplished. She's talented. She's somebody that seems kind of intimidating, but when you get to know her, she's actually really funny, really down to earth. And I think you guys are going to be really surprised by the kind of person that she is outside of the modeling world. So get ready to get to know your favorite fetish girl, Matsumi Max, next week on Holly Randall Unfiltered.